Welcome to this WDAV Dispatch from Spoleto, presented by WDAV Classical Public Radio and powered by Ortho Carolina. Welcome to the WDAV Dispatch from Spoleto, our series of reviews, previews, and interviews from the nation's premier arts festival. I'm Frank Dominguez, and this time, my guest is John Kennedy, Director of Orchestral Activities for the Spoleto Festival USA. We're in a meeting room here at the Spoleto headquarters. John, it's uh, great to see you again, and thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me about the activities that come under that job description. My pleasure. It's great to be here. Let's begin by getting a brief summary of what exactly you supervise as the director of orchestral activities? Well, you know, I'm very, very involved in the overall musical planning of the festival, including, um, you know, the opera programs and, and casting those operas and, um, and in the programming of them. And then in, um, with the orchestra program, uh, choosing the repertoire that we perform each year, and then selecting the musicians as well. So I'm, I'm the person who makes, uh, who does the auditions, and then uh, also, you know, shall we say, chooses who will be concertmaster. All those sorts of musical things that are, are part of um, forming an artistic family. And then, of course, during the festival, I typically each season conduct one of the operas and then some concerts. I was so struck the other night uh, attending Farnace mm -hmm. with the wonderful, authentic-sounding Baroque style that I mm -hmm. was hearing. I've been coming to the festivals for several years, and I know right. it's a great orchestra each uh, season, mm -hmm. but I was really impressed with the ability to sort of uh, transform into a, a Baroque chamber orchestra for that opera. And I know you've got a big romantic opera coming up in Eugene Onegin. That's so. right. Yeah. How, where does that versatility of the performers come from? Well, you know, it, it's amazing how um, young musicians these days do have experience in, shall we say, stylistic diversity. A lot of the credit, an enormous credit for Farnace, goes to the conductor of that orchestra, David Bates, because, you know, we gave him a modern orchestra. It's not a period right. instrument group, although there are some period instruments, the Terobo and the harpsichord. but. Um, you know, these are students or yeah, they're young professionals who, um, for the most part, you know, play, they're playing modern instruments. Mm -hmm. Now, um, in the audition process, I did ask people, what is your experience with Baroque opera and Baroque style? Have you studied it? Have you played with a Baroque bow? These kinds of things. And so we did assign to that opera people who tended to have experience in Baroque music so that they could use their modern instruments to get that authentic sound you speak of. I'd like to speak to you as well about a series which for me is one of the highlights of the festival each season and one that I think is especially close to your heart and that's Music in Time. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about how you go in uh, about the programming for that series and what you seek to accomplish with that. Well that series you know it basically focuses on contemporary music but, it, but as its name implies Music in Time we often resonate with works of the past and so um, I really try uh, on that series to bring us the latest trends in contemporary music and especially the work of young composers and international composers to bring to this festival work which otherwise is rarely heard in the United States even. And so 
Um, and, and I like to, I, I think we have a track record too of being among the first to perform composers whose work goes on to real distinction. Um, and this year, you know, there's, there's a real mix of that and, and sort of our nod to the past. We'll, we're celebrating Lou Harrison in a concert because it's his centenary. And, and in memory of him um, doing works which sort of resonate with his aesthetic. Um, and then Pedja Muzievich is doing uh, his dialogue program where he intersperses contemporary works with Haydn. And then um, on the final concert of the series, we're also doing John Cage's lecture on the weather, which he composed in 1976 for the United States Bicentennial to, th to reflect on American culture and the environment. And that work has never been more relevant. And it's a great example of what's uh, special about the Spoleto Festival USA, the opportunity to hear repertory that you just aren't going to hear in other places because it's maybe not practical for regional orchestras to perform this music at least as frequently right. as you're able to do it at this festival every season. That's for sure, yeah. And, you know, we want our, our purview to be international. We want it to be um, doing special works of distinction and to do them in a special way. Uh, you're also leading a wonderful festival orchestra concert bringing together Mahler's Fourth Symphony with a contemporary work. What's behind that pairing? Well, you know, the contemporary work is called Dreaming, and it's by a leading um, composer from Iceland, a young woman named Anna Thorvaldsdotter, and um, she's, her work is being played all over the world quite rapidly, even though she's only in her early 30s. I think the L.A. Phil is actually premiering a new work soon and we're doing the US premiere of Dreaming and Dreaming is a piece that really comes from the natural world it's very lovely and textural and I paired it with the Mahler because Mahler's fourth is in some respects almost a dream it's a dream of it's a dream of a perfect life on earth it's a dream of a place where there's so much love and and I think we need that in the world now and these two works they they really do sort of connect as and take, taking us into a place of spiritual possibility, kind of. One thing that I've been enjoying talking to uh, veterans of the festival uh, like yourself is about the experience here in Charleston and mm -hmm. what you, as on a personal level, look forward to when you come back to the festival each season. We know about the restaurants and, of mm -hmm. course, the architecture and charm of Charleston are, are well known. Is there something else about Charleston that you especially look forward to when you come back to work for the uh, festival each year? Yeah, it's really reconnecting with the festival family and seeing the festival family grow. You know, um, this city, the people of this city love their city. And that love for their city shows on our stages. You know, it, it's because of... Um, the, 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 the relationship we have with the community here, and then the people who come from other cities to be here for these, this two and a half week period, the 17 day period of celebrating the arts. And it's, it's, um, it's something that you can't quantify, but it's just the, it's the spirit among everyone who's here that is really amazing. And it's so gratifying as an artist to feel that sort of synergy between the stage and the spirit of everybody enjoying the festival. My guest has been John Kennedy, Director of Orchestral Activities for the Spoleto Festival USA in Charleston, which runs through June 11th. You can get complete details about the current season at spoletousa.org. John, a pleasure as always, and thanks for your time. Thank you so much. I'm Frank Dominguez. I'll talk to you again on the next WDAV Dispatch from Spoleto.
Thanks for joining us for another WDAV Dispatch from Spoleto, presented by WDAV, Classical Public Radio, and powered by Ortho Carolina. Subscribe to this podcast at wdav.org forward slash subscribe and follow us on Facebook for classical music news, humor, and programming updates. WDAV is a service of Davidson College, supported by listeners like you. You can find us on the radio at 89.9 FM, streaming at WDAV.org, or on our mobile app available at iTunes and Google Play.